Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Number two, Adam, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, Adam Gower. Adam is a 30-plus year real estate veteran with over $1.5 billion of creative real estate investment and finance experience, who today builds digital marketing systems for real estate professionals who want to raise private, who want to raise equity capital online, aka crowdfunding. And he has taught over 4,500 individuals how to build wealth, preserve capital, and earn passive income from investing in real estate. He has over $7 billion of experience transacting distressed real estate for major institutions and banks. Find out more at Gower Crowd or run a simple Google search for Adam Gower Crowdfunding to learn more. Adam, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Hey, it's really nice to meet you, Jerome. Thanks for having me. Likewise, likewise. So I'm excited today and we're reading your bio. Can you tell us, uh, take us on a journey, tell us in your own words, how you got into real estate? Uh, I sure can. Yes. So I actually uh, started uh, a very long time ago. And uh, I, the way that I actually started was I was living in a, uh, in Southern California and I used to knock on doors Jerome seriously I knocked on doors this is a very long time ago by the way I would knock on doors and uh tell people I will do anything at all for five dollars an hour that's what I used to say uh and what I learned interestingly was that people if I said if all I said was I'll do anything for five dollars an hour they'd say no go away but if I said and I used to walk in the neighborhood where I lived. So if I said, hi, I'm Adam, and I live in that house over there, they'd, they'd always have a look to see which house it was. Yeah, I live over there. And I said, I'll do anything for $5 an hour, for example. And then I'd list off a bunch of examples, like I'll, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll weed your yard, I'll paint your house, I'll do this, I'll, I'll lift listen, I clean your house. If I gave them a list of things that I was willing to do, there's always something that they suddenly thought, oh yeah, I could really use that. And so that's how I actually increased my conversion rate uh, to get clients. And one of them was, uh, was an electrician. And he asked me if I was willing to do uh, electrical work. So I said, yes. So that's actually how I got started in real estate he had me crawling around in basements and attic spaces pulling wires for him so that's a very long time it was the early 1980s but fairly quickly after that i, I hooked up with a ground up multifamily developer and i started raising capital for them they wanted to raise money from uh, japan actually in those days so i raised about 30 million dollars uh, in 1980 dollars so today 30 million isn't that much, but in the 1980s, that was a huge amount of money. Uh, and then the short story, Jerome, I'll just try and keep it short. I ended up in Japan uh, after the savings and loan crisis of the early 90s. 
uh, and I headed up a division of Universal Studios uh, in charge of all their real estate development in Asia Pacific. I came back, I started doing my own developments and in 2007, right before the global financial crisis, I sold out everything and was hired into a bank that had a lot of distressed, uh, non-performing loans secured by real estate or collateralized by real estate. Uh, and so I went in and I helped them clean their balance sheet, ended up over at Colony Capital working on a $7 billion portfolio. And once all of that was over, uh, I started doing what's called seed and angel investing. So that was around 2012. And that's where I learned the language of digital marketing. So when the Jobs Act was passed in 2012 and it became legal for sponsors to raise capital online, uh, that's what I started to do. I built systems. I watched to see what companies were leaders in the field who were who was trying to raise money online, how they were doing it, how, how they were doing it successfully. I picked best of class practices. And we started providing the same services to clients. Now, today, uh, our clients manage over probably over 35 billion of uh, assets under management. They've probably raised a billion or more uh, in capital since they started using our systems. So that's what we do today is we build digital marketing systems to help sponsors raise capital online. That is fascinating because I enjoy both aspects of the digital marketing as well as the uh, real estate. So um, mm. I would like to hear from you, like why uh, there's a myth that people aren't paying attention online and they're not paying attention in the digital space. So I would like to hear you shed some light on that because you're doing very well with digital marketing and raising capital. So could you talk about that a little bit? Well, look, you've got to think about it in terms of numbers right it's just it's a numbers game there are tens of hundreds of millions of people online there are maybe 13 12 to 13 million or so accredited investors most of our clients they're after they want to attract accredited investors mostly for regulatory reasons they have to attract accredited investors mm -hmm. so there's 13 million well just think about it this way jerome in order to be super successful, like really big scale successful. If you have four or 500 active investors with you, you can raise tens of millions of dollars. So out of that 30, or call it 12 million people, you only need 400. So it doesn't really matter if, in, let me get this right, 11 million uh, 11 million, 900 and however many thousand people pay no attention to you at all. They could all completely ignore you. It doesn't matter. You only need 400 to be super successful. So yeah, you're right. There's plenty of people that don't pay attention, but those people aren't going to invest with you. The ones that do pay attention are the ones that are going to invest with you. And those are the ones you want to be focusing on. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So for someone that's like looking to get involved in like, you know, what it is that you do, how would they go about that? Like, are there some books, websites, like what things should they do to get involved with your company and what it is that you do? All right. Sure. So the website that I have is called uh, uh, GowerCrowd.com. That's G-O-W-E-R-C-R-O-W-D, Gower 
crowd.com. And at the bottom of the homepage, uh, there are, th I've written, I don't know, I've kind of lost count. I think it's kind of seven books or something. But at the bottom of the homepage, there are uh, three books. Uh, and the one that I would recommend, if you are out there trying to raise capital, you want to raise capital, uh, the one that I recommend you look at is called Syndicate. In fact, that it's a, on the on the website, it's a digital version, but yeah, I can't even see my own face. There we go. So it, it's called Syndicate. It's a digital version. You can download it immediately uh, from the website. It's a $7 book. So you, there is a very small cost. If you don't like it, just let me know. I'll give you $7 back. <laughs> it's like I'm going to stick you for like seven bucks. Uh, but um, so that's the best way to go. And then uh, so you can, I buy one of those, but three books on the website. I forgot which ones. Actually, I change them around occasionally, but that's one. Uh, actually, let me just double check. Let me have a quick look and see which ones they are. So one of them syndicate. And that's really for people who are raising money uh, for their real estate projects. And then there is uh, another one called Real Estate Crowdfunding, the secret world of real estate and crowdfunding, which talks about uh, the benefits of raising capital online or investing in real estate online. That's specifically for passive investors. And then there's a new book also for investors that I just wrote and published called Reality, the reality of uh, distressed real estate. Uh, that's a whole different topic, but they're all very high value. Uh, there's a lot of uh, information based on my 35 years of experience in the industry uh, in those books. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that. One of the things that I like to do is I typically like to get a, this is like a selfish thing by me. I like to get a signed copy of the books from my guests. How could I do that? Send me an email afterwards. Okay. And, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll send you something. All right, perfect. Thank you, because I'm I'm big on books. I've written a few books myself, and uh, I understand the value of them. I just like to get them from my guests. I get some high power guests that come through. All right. So, with that, um, could you tell us about one of your uh, like favorite case studies across any of those books that you just mentioned, or any of those strategies? Tell us about like one of your favorite case studies. All right. So I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's just uh, let's talk about today. Okay. And, and what you absolutely should be doing today, if you are a uh, a real estate sponsor, if you are raising capital or you're doing deals, you want to raise capital today, or you've already raised capital for investing uh, in, uh, in real estate, you've got a bunch of investors. The single most important thing that, and by the way, let's date stamp this, uh, this podcast. So we're in August of uh, 2023 so today and you know you may be listening to this years from now i don't know but this is august 23 and so we're in the very midst of uh, the beginnings actually of a very significant serious commercial real estate downturn driven by increasing interest rates and what that's done is it's created a lot of stress uh, for sponsors who are borrowing at sub three percent rates now finding that their adjustable mortgage rates on commercial properties have over doubled. So it's becoming very, very challenging uh, environment for people who are already active in the market. The number one most important thing that you could be doing right now is communicating. You absolutely positively have to be communicating with your audience and with your investors. And that doesn't mean sending them holiday pictures 
right? That means that what you've got to be doing is explaining what you're seeing in the market, how it's impacting your investments, how it's impacting the way you find deals, how it's impacting the current deals that you're already in, and explaining how you are navigating the new economic environment. It is absolutely critical. The worst thing that you could be doing today is sitting silent and not communicating proactively with investors. Why? Because if you do that, they are just going to worry that the worst has happened, that you've lost money, that you've fled the country. Who knows what they're going to think about? So you're absolutely, that is the number one most important takeaway from today's call. If you're out there and you have investors and you're listening to this show and it's August 20th, actually it's any time, but particularly during a downturn, you need to be actively, regularly communicating what's going on, how, how you see the world and how you're dealing with it with your investors. And uh, you're, you, you do digital marketing. So is there like a preferred way of communication? Will it vary? Like, what is your recommendation for people to communicate with their investors, their clients and their prospects? Okay. So obviously the most, uh, the dominant for existing network is email. You want to be sending out emails at absolute minimum, at least once a month. Uh, we did a, a multi-sponsor uh, investor sentiment survey uh, recently, and investors we interviewed. Well, it was a it was a survey, but we sent it out to I don't know 40,000 investors, uh, and it, it, the investors want you to be communicating with them ideally by email, no less than once a month. So that email is the best thing. However, there are all kinds of ways that you can communicate by email. You can send an email. The other thing that we've found investors like is if you sit in front of uh, a Zoom screen and just explain what's going on, right? Record yourself explaining what's going on or put, get a partner together with you. You can talk, one of your business partners, you can talk about what's going on and how you're dealing with it. And send a link to that video. That's good as well. Uh, or you can just put bullet points in an email. Uh, but email is the dominant or predominant form of communication. Even if your email is redirecting your uh, prospects and investors and etc. to a page on your website or to a video, you want to be sending out emails. Now, there is another aspect, Jerome, and that is that your communications, you've got to be very careful that you're not tone deaf. And what that means is that if you're sending out, if you're, if you're posting online on social media or sending out emails and that you're just talking about, uh, you know, the good times or the tone of your emails is referencing the good times, uh, you're just tone deaf to what's going on in the world. I mean, the world is, in the commercial real estate world is in turmoil at the moment. So you want to be dialed into what's going on, make sure that you understand the concerns of your investors. Now, there's another thing that you can do, depending on how many people you have in your list, this is a good way of communicating. You could send out, write and send out a survey. You do it once a year uh, and uh, put some questions into your survey. You can survey monkey or you can use uh, Google Docs. There's all kinds of ways that you can do it. And you send out a, uh, a survey and you ask your network what they are seeing in the market. Ask them some key questions uh, that are not just interesting, but that you can 
act on. In other words, that the, the answers, if you send out questions, that the answers to those questions are actionable. So, for example, like we did in uh, this exact example I just gave you, in the survey that we just did recently to investors, we asked our investors, how often do you want to see or do you want to hear from people you've invested in? Uh, and that the answer to that question you can act on, right? If they tell you once a month, you know now. You need to be communicating once a month. Don't ask open-ended questions that have no actionable result, right? Ask questions that you can actually answer. And the nice thing about doing a survey is that your respondents to that survey, they become part, they become vested, a little bit more vested in what it is that you're doing because they're participating in what you're doing. So that's a, that's a good tactic for communication. You can't do it very often, but you can do it once in a while. One more thing that you can do. You can also ask your prospects to do, or your network to do a favor. You put a line, you know, your subject like this. I have a small favor to ask. And then you can ask them to do something like it might be a comment on this post on LinkedIn or subscribe to my YouTube, YouTube channel or uh, leave me, in your case, it might be leave me a um, a review on uh, on Apple, right? I, uh, on Apple Podcasts, for example. People like to, prospects, doesn't matter what uh, state of the economy we're in, that people like to be engaged. And if you ask them a favor, they're happy to do it. And those people become more engaged with you. It's a good way to communicate. Thank you for sharing that. <clears throat> So one of the things that, and my, myself too, one of the things that we get caught up in as like entrepreneurs is doing like a lot of the business and it seemed like you've transitioned into like controlling and influencing a lot of it. So could you share with us, and I'm asking this for myself as well, like how we can make that transition from doing so much and getting more people involved and leveraging ourselves properly? Uh, you know, uh, Trump, don't quite understand your question. Do you mind rephrasing? Yeah, not not a problem. So when we start off as entrepreneurs, we, we go and we're doing a lot of the business that mean like I'm running, like instead of being like purely an investor, I'm doing a lot of the business, right? I'm a real estate business owner more than I am a real estate investor. And some people just want to be real estate investors, but somehow they got themselves into being a real estate business owner. So can you shed some insight on how that was for you? Uh, you mean, uh, uh, Okay, I still don't quite understand your question. It's okay. So I'm going okay. to try and answer it. So, look, you know, the decision that I made mm -hmm. uh, was that I decided. So, I still do real estate investing, but I typically do it passively mm -hmm. these days. Uh, right. We have, you know, some of our clients are some of the top sponsors uh, in the country, and uh, and I get to know them exceptionally well. So, I invest mm -hmm. with them passively, uh, and. But as a, but I made the conscious decision that what I wanted to do was instead of going out and actively investing in real estate. And the reason that I made this decision, by the way, was because I've been through multiple downturns mm -hmm. and I've seen how people can fail. And it kind of made me gun shy, to be quite honest with. Hello? Yes. Uh, my screen and everything just died. I've totally lost you. I don't know where you are. Can you see me? Ah, there we go. Yes, I see <laughs> my you. My screen's all just kind and, of black. And just so you know, uh, that was my question. How do you go from active to passive? Like, what was your perspective and why? So is uh, that okay. clearer? Okay, yeah. got it, got it. All right. So, yeah, so the answer to that is, gosh, it is 
enormously time-consuming. I mean, you you have in order to be an active investor, to be a professional real estate investor, somebody does that all the time. It's a, it's a job. It's a full-time, dedicated uh, profession. And to do it well, you have to be absolutely hyper-focused. You cannot escape the small details. You need to understand absolutely everything that's going on. It is a it is a, a full-time career. Plus, you need to have, in my view, you need to have really, really good professionals around you, either employees or partners or contractors, right? It doesn't matter. If you're a, if you're a sponsor, you've got to have you know, a good general contractor, maybe a good general contractor, uh, subcontractors, but then you also need professional contractors like attorneys and, and accountants and et cetera. So it's a business. You're running a business, really, as an active uh, as an active investor. A plus, there's also all the, the there's also a lot of risk that you got to deal with that can be very very stressful. You have construction entitlement, depending on what you're doing, entitlement risk, construction risk, market risk, all kinds of risks. So I just preferred to I like to think of it, Jerome, as uh, you know, you think of the gold miners, right? The the 49ers, right? The gold miners. So there were those that made huge fortunes. And then there were those that the vast majority didn't. They just scraped by. But the ones that consistently made money were those who made the shovels, right? So that's what I like to think of. I'm, I'm, I, I'm build, I make the shovels. I provide the tools to all those who are out there raising capital online. We really help them. We're exceptionally good at it. Our, our clients have raised over a billion dollars, probably, uh, in uh, in equity. Um, and I just prefer that. The other thing is, actually, I really like helping people. It's something that I, I think, you know, if, well, what would I do if I was to retire? I'd probably do much the same as I do now, only it maybe not be helping people raise money. But whatever it is, it would be helping people educating, helping people do things that they couldn't otherwise do. So that's why I shifted in part. However, I will say that I'm super active at the moment looking for uh, deals, looking for distress deals uh, and uh, trying to get back uh, because the market, I, look, the time that I've made money in the past has been during a downturn. Uh, and we are in one now, like I said earlier, we're in the very beginnings of one, and it's almost certain to be significantly deeper over the next few months. So I'm actively looking for deals to actively invest in. Thank, thank you for sharing that. I am hearing like what you're saying in the different markets. Some people are like, yeah, there's a downturn, downturn and things are coming. Uh, what should people be doing to equip themselves to like brace for this downturn? Like, what should they be doing? Should they be educating themselves? One, you said was communication, but what are some other things they should be doing so they can, you know, I don't know, best prepare for this downturn or escape it? Uh, well, you're not going to escape it, but what you can do is to prepare for it. And one way to do mm -hmm. that is exactly what you said, is to educate yourself. That's why I wrote uh, Reality, The Reality of Distressed right. Real Estate, this uh, book based on my experiences of downturns before. Uh, so you do want to be uh, studying and understanding. Then the other thing that I would say, Jerome, is don't be in a hurry. Uh, be You've got to be patient during this market. If you're a passive investor, 
Don't be in a hurry to make an investment. The market is undoubtedly going to continue struggling. It's going to continue to go down. There's going to be a lot of distress on the market. Again, this is August 2023. You're going to see a lot more, certainly office, but you're going to start seeing other asset classes, including multifamily, are going to go into distress. So you want to keep your eyes and ears open for, again, if you're a passive investor, for sponsors who have identified distressed deals and are able to articulate exactly the business plan that they're going to implement. I will tell you this, that distressed deal investing is and can be incredibly complicated and very, very high risk unless you know what you're doing. And I've personally handled, oh, I don't know, billions of dollars of distressed deals in my career. Uh, it's it's hazardous environment. So you really need to be sure that you're working with somebody who has certainly been through it before knows knows what they're doing uh, and uh, can demonstrate an ability to execute on a distressed deal business plan. So education is the number one thing, I think. Okay. And from your perspective, your professional opinion, what's the main contributing factor, whether it's one, two, three, of the current downturn in interest the market? Interest rates, period. That's it. Just right. interest rates have gone up. Uh, and then you've got a lot of sponsors who... Uh, have not been through downturns, who underwrote too aggressively, uh, did, did, right, their deals too aggressively, uh, had no margin for error in their in their underwriting. They assume rents would go up too quickly. They didn't make any uh, accommodations for interest rate increases. And that's not, uh, th that's almost a blameless uh, error because nobody really predicted, nobody could have predicted that interest rates would go up as fast as they have done. But you always want to be underwriting under the assumption that there will be some kind of uh, decline in the market. So ideally, what you want to be doing uh, is underwriting three different scenarios. You want to be underwriting best case, worst case, and most likely scenario. Uh, and sponsors that do that are those that will prevail, assuming that if they underwrote a worst case scenario, uh, that they went in, you know, they built a business plan that would allow them to survive a worst case scenario. Thank you. And Adam, I, I want to get us wrapped up. Um, who should be coming and seeking you for your expertise? Like, who's the ideal person that should be coming? Like, Adam, I'm ready for help. I, I don't want to uh, lose out, right? Or I want to best prepare myself so I don't, you know, lose everything. Who should that person be? Should it be an experienced person, a new person, someone with a deal, someone with, not with a deal? Like who should be coming to you that could use your help and your expertise? Yeah. So uh, there are two uh, groups of people that we educate. Uh, the ones, uh, the primary uh, group are those people who want to raise capital online. So if you're a sponsor, uh, you're a seasoned sponsor, you've got some experience and a decent portfolio and you want to raise more money for distress deals or for long term growth. We are the number one shop in the country. We can help you raise as much money as you want. If you're a passive investor, uh, we also provide extensive educational materials for passive investors uh, to understand how to invest, what to look for. I, you know, I've educated, I think it says on my buyer, four to 500. We're almost at 5,000, actually. It kind of keeps ticking up every day. Uh, but 
we can we provide some uh, some deep insights, some highly valuable educational materials uh, for passive investors. So you don't look. You're never going to avoid risk altogether, but to mitigate risk uh, to the maximum, while of course uh, maximizing the upside. So minimizing risk while maximizing the uh, the uh, the upside uh, is how we teach passive investors. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So I have a question that I normally ask, but I'm going to switch it around. Right. I normally ask our guests for three books. Mm-hmm. Then I tell them to tell us why they recommend those three books. But you've authored three books. Mm-hmm. So I would like to tell you uh, I would like for you to tell us about each of those books and tell us why that book is relevant to the particular audience. Is that All OK? Right, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thrilled to. In fact, let me just pull them up so I can make sure. So these three are on the uh, on the GowerCrowd.com website. Uh, they're at the bottom of the homepage. One is called Real Estate Crowdfunding. Uh, and it is a subtitle is The Secret World of Real Estate and Crowdfunding. And this is crowdfunding is an absolutely, bra- well, it's not, it's actually about 10 years old, but essentially it's a new uh, form of raising capital, but it's also a new way to invest in commercial real estate. So that's a really excellent book if you're interested in understanding what is real estate crowdfunding. What is it exactly? And that applies mostly for investors, but it's also of use to uh, people who are raising capital. The other book that is geared primarily to investors, passive investors, is Reality. The book is called Reality, uh, The Reality of Distressed Real Estate. Now, this one I just wrote, and this one is uh, an overview of what makes real estate distressed. By the way, all of my books are advanced. Uh, they're not 101 level. I started at 101 level, but then I dive deep. And so reality, which looks at the reality of distressed real estate, really um, ex- discusses or exposes the complexity of what distressed real estate is. And I also provide uh, access to distressed, uh, real discounted distressed real estate investments. So that's a good book if you want to get involved. As a passive investor in in discounted distressed real estate, that book is called uh, Reality, The Reality of Distressed Real Estate. And then the third one is for sponsors, people who are raising capital online, professional real estate investors who want to find more passive investors to have them invest with them. That's a book called Syndicate, A Brand New Way to Finance Real Estate. Uh, And that's actually very powerful. So we've built dozens or I don't know how many, a lot of websites. Uh, As I said, our clients have raised huge amounts of money. uh, And we know exactly how a website should be structured. What do you need to have on your website in order to be able to attract, nurture and convert prospects into investing with you? That is the book Syndicate. It's all there at GowerCrowd.com. Dot com. Thank you. Um, so this is final question is how, what's one question you wish I had asked you and how would you have answered? Uh, oh, goodness me. What uh, would I like you to have asked me? Um, hmm. Well, hmm. Uh, I don't know, but I know what I'd like to ask you. And that is what are the lottery win- winning lottery numbers for this week? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, what, I I don't know. I think, um, yeah, it's, that's an interesting question. I think your questions have been uh, very interesting. 
and uh, and stimulating. And I, I really appreciate all the questions that you've asked. Yeah, you've asked me everything that uh, I, I would like to answer. Thanks, Jerome. Thank you. Um, how can listeners find out more about you online? All right. So the best the best way to do that is to go to gowercrowd.com. In fact, that would be the question I would ask you to ask. How can okay. they get in touch with me? Thank you. Uh, so I'd say go to gowercrowd.com if you're not interested in buying one of these books. That, like I said, they're only $7. And if you don't like them, I'll give you your money back. Just let me know. Uh, but uh, the, I also have a newsletter. It goes out every Wednesday. Uh, we have a list of all the latest news headlines, commentary, uh, all about commercial real estate investing, finance, syndication, and crowdfunding. Uh, it's totally free, and you can subscribe on the website. So just subscribe. So there's a big red button. I think it says subscribe somewhere on the homepage. On every page, actually, I subscribe. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to the newsletter. You can always unsubscribe, and you'll start getting emails from me. I don't overdo it. It's every Wednesday. It's very predictable. Uh, and you can always unsubscribe, of course. Uh, but once you get one of those, if you want to communicate, just hit reply and uh, I'll get back to you. Adam, this has been a pleasure. If you could close us out with one word, no explanation, what word would that be? Patience. Patience. Yeah. All right. Adam, this has been a pleasure. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for your time here today. I'm going to close this down. Jerome, the real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank That's you. Thank, Thank you so much. much.